to another episode of the Organic Mindset Podcast. This is episode 11. And once again, you've seen it, so, you know, get used to it. So, man, I got my, you know, I got my guest right here. You already see who it is, so you already know what the, you already know what this episode is going to be like. So, you know, you can just go ahead and tell them about yourself, tell them what you do. You already know Larry Williams, a.k.a. Painter, special worker, Boise Cascade. Okay, okay. So man, we about to get right into it. So, what made you, what made you, you know, start painting? Well, really, I started back, ooh, back in '94, when my buddies used to paint. And this guy he used to just paint anything, but he had some clean trucks and cars, a Wayne Golf, and I bought an old car. Man, I'm thinking it was like a. 69 Skylark from my old man and I said man if he can do this guess what I can paint too yeah and I just start taping up and start spraying from there and just been like a passion where just hey it ain't hard to do but everybody can't do it yeah so what about uh boys like you know how you pretty much kind of Balance those two out and how long you been at Boise? I've been at Boise for since 97. And it's been just a push and grind. Most time, like I say, at the end of the day, if I did a half a day or whatever, or a full day, I go the rest of the day. After I get out work 12 hours and go grind at the paint shop. So, yeah. like I say, just all about what you want. And then it started off as a hobby, but you see what it came to. It's, it's, it's rolling. Yeah. So like with that balance, I mean, you know, with you working 12 hours at Boise and pretty much, you know, still kind of coming out to, you know, do body work or pain, you feel like it's got easy over the years as far as, you know, help wise or? Well, you already know, I mean, you get older. When you get older, hey, your body start telling you you're older. Yeah. But, in the same essence, hey, it's easy because you know all the tricks and trades and all the little shortcuts now. Well, back in the day, it's just a learning process. So it's almost like a practice where you're almost like a surgeon where you just practicing, but you're getting better as you practice. Yeah. So like, if somebody, you know, pretty much kind of wanted to go into that profession or that field, you know, as far as like a trade with pain, like how would you, you know, how would you tell them to go about it or what steps would you tell them to take? Really? I mean, now these days, you can go on YouTube and pick up on anything. But in the same essence, I mean, you could start in your backyard. If you got a garage, just get you some plastic and wrap around it and just couple little fans and go at it, you know, but I mean, that's just one of the things, you know, as far as you got to have a passion for it because everybody can't paint, just like I said before. Yeah. But in the same essence, if you hungry and you got the idea about spraying paint, hey, that's, that's your cup of tea, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, what was one of the, I guess the biggest like differences kind of like, you know, obviously, like I said, what you started in the nineties and stuff like compared to now, besides, you know, the aspect of, you know, being able to kind of, I guess have things more accessible as far as, like you said, YouTube 
and kind of I know it's you know multiple schools and stuff like that compared to just I guess kind of getting up and just doing it. Well, really now everything is really high tech, so just like paints paints dry faster. Yeah. Um, it's it's a easier process. So really now they it made it where pretty much anybody really can do it, you know, because all the chemicals and and the guns and everything. I mean, it's uh it has stepped up a lot. Everything has stepped up as far as uh even the uh, quality of materials. Yeah. Materials, I mean, used to have to do a lot of sanding and buffing and stuff. Now, most of the time you spray a good clear, you spray it out the gun and let it go, you know. Yeah. And that, that was that was kind of one of the other things I was about to, you know, kind of touch on just as far as even, like you said, the materials and stuff like that, like different clears and, you know, paints and stuff like that. Do you feel like that's, you know, kind of like more of a within a five-year range that's something, you know, that's changed or it kind of like kind of been, you know, evolving in a sense, kind of getting to that point? No, they really kind of stepped up, um, I guess, by making newer cars and coming with different colors. They had the waterborne at first, and after that, everybody was still spraying urethanes. I mean, urethane is a a good good clear, but I mean, it's a one. Yeah. But like I said, uh, everything just during the years they just moved up. Everything moved up. Yeah. Uh, and like you know, as far as like clears and paints and stuff like that, is it kind of the same aspect? Like you pretty much pay what you get for like. You pretty much paying, you know, if you pay like a high price or something like that, you're getting like a more quality, clear, or not necessarily the price, you know, not necessarily the case. It, it all goes to that. I mean, really, if you use a cheap cheap paint, cheap clear, it's not going to last long. If you use a good, high quality, high solid clear and paint, I mean, hey, you, you get what you pay for. At the end of the day, that that's just for real. Yeah. So, in your opinion, would you rather spray uh, old school uh, a newer car, you know, both of them, you, you're spraying the full thing, so, you know, dough hinges, you know, trunk, all other stuff, and say, you know, the old school didn't have rust. Well, you know, what would be your preference or it really wouldn't matter? It really wouldn't matter because, I mean, new cars, they just take a little bit extra time with them, but the older cars, you know, they come apart more easy, so it's really easy to spray an old car compared to spraying a new car. Yeah. But what about, you know, because like I said, I've seen, you know, a couple of things come up there. So what about in an instance where people kind of have the mindset, kind of how we talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, of wanting to bring a car up there and get the outside painted, but don't really have it running or something like that, almost like a storage type situation. Restorations. Restorations, that's a totally different game now. I mean, because you never know what you're going to get into because they can bring you a car and say, oh, well, we ain't got no rust on it. I mean, and once you pull the fin off, oh, you got a whole pile of rust that was covered up yeah. by just the old bondo and, and different things. So like I say, mostly on the uh, restoration, you charge by the hour because you can't charge by the job. Because if you try to charge by the job, you end up beating your own self yeah. at the end of the day. And that was something else I kind of wanted to touch on too, just pretty much, you know, with the pricing and stuff like that, you know, how, how like, is, is that something that's kind of came over time as far as being able to kind of identify, okay, you know, I know about how much time this is going to take me, you know, I know 
pretty much a kind of quote on, you know, I make a couple calls, I can kind of, you know, get the parts, get the, you know, paint or whatever it may be. Like, is that something, you know, that's came over the years or? Kind of, yeah, because, I mean, now they got the estimator where, hey, most time now you can get your laptop or your iPad and just go on this website link and just type in the damage and it'll give you a total estimate. But, I mean, just by, from just experience, you can kind of look at a car and tell where, hey, if the frame is bent most of the time or if some, you know, just, just ain't right that needs to be rectified. Yeah. So. Okay, so uh, what's the worst thing that you, you know, ever painted? Not even as far as, I guess you would say, the work that it took, but more so kind of like what it was in general. Because like I said, I know you paint, you know, a couple of things as far as trailers, uh, you know, I ain't gonna say no 18 wheelers, but the truck itself, so. Yeah. Most of the time I would tell you the worst thing to paint is a horse trailer. With a horse trailer, you spraying bars and you spraying thin bars. And most of the time you spray that, you spraying a lot of the, the uh, product in the air because everything's not going on the, on the uh, trailer. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the things that just, that's a no-no for me now. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't do horse trailers anymore. Back yeah. in the day, it was a hustle, but now, hey, you gotta just let that go. Yeah. So like, uh, kind of, you know, stepping off of that, as far as like, Barzik, what's the, you know, what's been kind of like your, I guess your primary, I don't want to say your primary reason, but like some of the, you know, main like benefits, you know, you kind of see with Barzik compared to, you know, just having your own, you know, making your own schedule and, you know, things of that nature. Boys, it was designed me when I first came in to really just make a living. But on the same essence, I learned it was better to go ahead and try to, to use my 401k yeah. to advance yourself. Because if you put, they put in 6% and, mat, and you matching and just putting your 6% or whatever, yeah. I mean, if you do that for, 20 years, no telling, you know, where you might be at because of the simple fact. Right now, that's, you know, that's what it's about. Yeah. It's just, just try to save much you can or put much you can into your 401k to try to work things for the future. Yeah, and, and that was, like I say, a, a big thing. And I kind of figured, you know, you would say that because I feel like, you know, it was one of the topics I was almost swaying towards because I feel like now a lot of people, you know, they'll kind of get jobs in the same aspect, but kind of how we always talk about you know, you working 12 hours, you had a plan. You you pretty much, you know, kind of go from either high school to, you know, straight to working. You First thing you're thinking about is, you know, a car, just, you know, pretty much kind of like yep. a big note and they kind of get locked in where they almost in this, you know, lifetime contract where, you know, you constantly working, working, trying to pay out, but you're not really looking at the benefits and stuff like that. So like, what are, you know, what are some of the other benefits, you know, you had pretty much utilized as far as like bars? Uh, just job stability or, good insurance benefits. Yeah. I mean, Boise has Blue Cross Blue Shield, and that's one of the better paying insurances that you can, you can get because, I mean, you just look at the aspect now, well, the insurance rates so high right now. Yeah. And then you get a job, some jobs you get, the insurance ain't no good. You know, whether you do a, a 80, 20 or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, Boise has one of the better insurance policies out there right now. As far as uh, whether you got one child or 20 children, yeah, it's still going to be the same price. So 
it's got its benefits. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with that. And you know, something else, kind of just what you have in your you know own practice or whatever, is kind of like showing that job proof that's something you can know you can automatically pull like okay i work here boys i've been working here xyz so it's showing you know that history or whatever i mean granted you've been paying for you know a while too so it's like you can show that history but just as far as having that stable check you know I that's like right. that, that definitely you know helps out or whatever oh yeah because like i said uh most of the time having that stable check is just like a cushion yeah and it's always good to have cushion no matter what just like Paint on the side, that's a hustle, but that's always a cushion to put back because it's always good to put back. No matter what, you gotta put something back. Yeah. Whether it ain't nothing but a hundred dollars a check or two hundred dollars a paint job, you, you got to keep putting back because you trying to stack up. Yeah. So like pretty much, you know, with your practice as far as painting and stuff like that, pretty much, you know, I guess with having like people that, you know, kinda come out and help you and stuff like that. Do you feel like a lot of businesses, like especially, you know, I guess you would say paint business, they kind of go down because they try to pretty much take on too big of a load, like trying to hire more people than they really need compared to just doing the work themselves? Yeah, I mean, it really goes on to the hands-on deal. Well, you know, I just like the hands-on because if I'm doing something, I got a car in there, you know, you got to be hands-on with it yeah. because you know exactly what's going on because that, that's your name being put on that car when yeah. you no matter it come to your shop you know and some people they'll just come to you most time and ask well hey did you paint that car or whatever i mean then you go to, back to the scenario if you take your car to ray hyatt or rich car do you ask ray, ray hyatt or rich car did they paint your car <laughs> yeah you know uh, yeah <laughs> at the end of the day if you got some good workers doing some good work or whatever hey you got to just go with the flow yeah. you know and push through and what, what about uh, kind of networking? Because this is one of the things I wanted to talk about, like I said, because I know you know a lot of people. And I recently had like a, a assignment where it was kind of like, do you think a business can survive with pretty much like limited, I guess you would say, advertisement? I feel like personally, you know, that was kind of your situation. I mean, granted, I feel like you kind of got a heads up, you know, starting earlier before it was more so kind of technology where you just get on Instagram or Facebook and be like, let me, you know, go take a picture of my, all my work and promote. So do you feel like, you know what I'm saying, like, as far as networking, how did you, you know, pretty much make that happen? Uh, was it just more so like a word of mouth, like I do quality work and people talk and uh, you pretty much had to get out there? It was just word by mouth and you do one person call and they'll go tell somebody else. I mean, it just spread like wildfire. Yeah. And by spreading by wildfire, I mean, just like from guys from Alexandria, Nagatish, I mean, I don't pass no business cards. I got business cards, but don't pass them out. But still in all, hey, if they ask me, I'll give them to them. Yeah. But most of the time, if you do fire work, guess what? You can't have nothing but you speak for itself. Speak for itself. Yeah. So what about, uh, you know, future plans as far as, you know, expansion? Because, I mean, that's something, you know, we talk about or whatever. So is that something, you know, you ever, like, consider just even open to as far as, you know, expanding, like, I would say possibly after bars because I mean, of course, like I say, you know, 12 hours out of your day, that's a long time. So you feel like that's something you open to or, you know, any visions on it? I really am open to it. And, and I'm really going to expand within the next year. Yeah. Because uh, boys are about to come to a hollow. <laughs> Got to put the wraps on boys, man. Hey, they, they good while it lasted, but guess what? Sometimes you just got to go on your own. Yeah. Know? 
and make things happen. And that's just one of the things that just gonna happen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's realistic. So like, you know, have you uh, you know, took the time to kind of like brainstorm on some of the situations or kind of just the direction you want to go as far as expansion? Yes, in a way, as far as uh, maybe getting one or two more employees and yeah, just uh, really maybe another building. But like I said, we we got the space, so we just gonna see what's gonna happen. Yeah, I respect that. I respect that. So pretty much just you know not even necessarily towards Barzi or you know even within pain I guess if you know you look back. 20, maybe 20, 30 years ago, you know, what would you tell your younger self as far as, you know, just guidance on any steps to take or, you know, any advice? I would tell my younger self to really steady build, just build. Yeah. I mean, it's all about building. And you already know, when I started, I started with four cross ties and some OSB, and I was plugging up electric from inside the house yeah. with lights and spraying candy on on a dirt floor, wetting the water down on the floor. So, I mean, that was just one of the things, and I was putting out good candy jobs, just just spraying out of a little shed, man. Yeah. And they say just still spraying spraying candy in the shed, and he he bring them out a one. Yeah. So you you already know. Yeah. So like, you know, it, just to give like, I guess the people, you know, for all the like insight on pretty much, you know, the beginning, because like I said, you know, obviously you kind of talk about, you know, the situation now and then also, you know, being able to have like employees and stuff like that. But, you know, kind of how was the sit like the situation at first, like initially starting up? Because, I mean, obviously you said how you started and what motivated you. But uh, as far as the starting process, kind of how was that for you? Like, did you just jump right into it? Or I mean, obviously you said what you just have, you know, had also. But uh just, you know, in addition to that, like, what, what else was it, you know, just kind of starting off, like, some of the things that you seen then that obviously, you know, you fully upgraded to now? It's just a trial and error. I mean, and just like we were talking about the practice, it's, it's like a practice. But in the same essence, I mean, in order to be perfect, you got to practice. Yeah. And then on top of that, I mean, you're going to make mistakes regardless, but... The thing about making a mistake is to be able to repair or fix your mistake. And that's what makes it good where you can push through it. So, yeah. Uh, but like I said, uh, when I started off, oh, I had plenty of help. You already know that. Right. I had some good wear sandals out there <laughs> on, on point. I mean, yeah. And what about, you know, just as far as like other people? Because I mean, obviously, you know, people just come and go. But, you know, like, was it just, and I, I'm not asking for no specific names or anything, but it was just, was it something that somebody did that, you know, took off a significant load, you know, off your back pretty much, specialty as far as you not having to go out there and paint, you not having to go out there and sing, you not having to go out there and, you know, tape something up? Like, was it, you know, somebody that just was pretty much like a, a star player in a sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a few star players. Yeah. And uh, they, they made a difference. And, the guy got it now. He still, you know. Yeah. He pulls through for me, but you know, like I said, it ain't, ain't no thing like being hands on. Yeah. And I got to be hands on about anything. Yeah. It's not a car that ever came through that I didn't put my hands on, and 
was a part of it because yeah. that that's what makes it makes it a Larry Williams paints. Yeah, and that's you know it's like I said I, I definitely feel that like that's definitely important. I feel like a lot of times people kind of like lose sight and lose touch. You know, it's like even as far as like expanding or kind of like. I feel like the average person today, you know, doing something that's like pretty much like a trade or manual labor for 20 years, at some point they kind of like, well, let me, you know, let me kind of chill out. Let me just let such and such take over. You know, I showed them how to do it. They got it, you know. Well, I mean, like I say, it could work like that still. But, I mean, in, in my thing, by being my age, you know, I mean, Sooner or later, I might just say, hey, I'm going to give it up. But yeah. what I can still do and push through, you know, hey, there's no reason for me to stop stop what I'm doing because you already know if you get older and you stop doing something, you're going to go down, Yeah, you know. Yeah, especially if you're active like that. Yeah, you got to stay active. Like I say, you do 12 hours and then turn around and go do four or five more hours in the shop, you know, that's just, and that's every day, you yeah. know. And I mean, you know, pretty much off the strength of, you know, you just saying that you go do 12 hours, granted, you know, you get your, I guess say your leisure time, like you probably, you know, eating lunch or whatever else in your three to four hours. So the average person could pretty much kind of do the math. So like <laughs> with your sleeping habits, I mean, how would you, you know what I'm saying? How would you grade that? Would you say you had the best sleeping habits? Or would you no, I don't have the best sleeping habits because really we do two weeks of days and two weeks of nights. Yeah. So it's five to five and five to five. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes in the daytime, I don't do no real heavy sleeping. Yeah. Most of the time I just get them little cat naps and just push on through and at nighttime, I'm, I'm there, I'm up, you yeah. know? You know, that's the thing. And then, like I say, in the daytime, if I get time to do something, I'll go ahead and do what I can in the shop and then just, Take me about a two or three hour little nap and go back and uh, just do what I do. Yeah. So, like, you know, what's, what's your motivation behind that? Because, I mean, I, I feel like it definitely take a lot to, you know, like physically put your body through that in a sense. Like, and I know it's, you know, deeper than the money because, I mean, money, you know, come and go. So it's. Yep. Well, most of the time it's just trying to stay straight. Yeah. Stay fit. I mean, you know. Lately, you know, I already know the Fitbit. I've been walking. Yeah. Hey, and, and like I say, it just just being healthy, trying to trying to stay stay right. Yeah, it's understandable. I mean, it's understandable. So, with the cars and stuff, you know, as far as you like you painting and stuff like that, would you consider yourself like a car fan or a car fanatic or you know? I've been a car fanatic. I've been a car fanatic since I was small. Yeah, my mama had a Ford Maverick. A Ford LTD, my old cars, and she turned me loose. Man, it's just something about them cars, you know. I mean, all of them. Yeah. So, like, as far as uh, you know, cars and stuff like that, what would you consider your top three that you, you know, personally own? My top three will probably be the '67 Chevrolet C10 I had. The 75 Old Mobile Delta 88 that dropped. And right now, my 72 Chevelle. Yeah. What's some of the, uh, you know, just just a loose, I guess you'll say, you know, a loose guesstimate. What's some of the, you know, specs that I don't know, you know, on some of those vehicles you just named as far as like horsepower, you know, just just any, any of that. Pretty much, you know, motor, like 
Well, most of the time, I mean, I got one of my partners, uh, William Slaughter, and, and he, he the LS swap guy. No matter what, this guy can swap a LS motor in a heartbeat. And he got me hip to my, uh, my truck, C10 first, and I put a 6.0 in it. And with the LS swap, it's mostly designed for when you hit the highway, you can go anywhere. I mean, you go from here to Florida, here to California, and had that comfort, that ride, that gas mileage. I mean, you have everything. And my Chevelle, it's got that 62, 6.2 in it. So, I mean, it's, it's a little power plus. It gives you that drivability. Well, you ain't got to stop at every gas pump. And if you want to go hit a New Orleans, guess what? You can ride out just like me and you ride out in your regular car. Yeah. Yep. And what about, uh, you know, the Delta 88? Like? That Delta 88, it was just, just stopped. But, hey, you already know. Put them forges on there and drop that top. Put that old paint on there with that grill. Yep. Hey, that thing was serious, you know? So, like, when you got the car, you know, you're saying it was stock. Like, you know, what, what made you, you know, get that specific car? Like, was it, you know, just flat out original or, you know? I wanted that drop top. Yeah. Everybody in the summertime wants a drop top. I mean, no matter what, you ride with that wind blowing on you and music playing, <laughs> hey, you know one thing, you riding slab. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's, you know, that's understandable. So, <clears throat> as far as, you know, like the Chevelle and stuff like that, you know, when you actually, you know, plan on pulling it out like on a regular, on a regular, and I wouldn't say, you know, making it an everyday driver or would you, you know, just kind of keep it as a, you know, weekend car in a sense? Pretty much weekend car because, I mean, that, that Chevelle, that's, that's an eye catcher. I mean, you can pull up to the gas station, you pull up to the store, you, you got your crowd when you come back out the store, you know? Yeah. And, and everybody wants that kind of car because back in the day, from 70 to 72, those were the muscle cars. And most of your old generation, like the older guys, uh, they like them old cars. And yeah. That's one of the things, but you just you just don't find them everywhere. And by coming through and just pulling that one up, man, I, I had found one of my dream cars. Yeah, yeah. So I, that, that was about to be my next question. So do you have you know any other dream cars like that you would like to own? I guess in the future or near future. Or? If I could find me one, in which I really got my eye on one. Sixty nine Mustang. No, not a sixty nine <laughs> Mustang. <laughs> I seen a 71 Chevelle guy got. It's a convertible. Yeah. Man, you get that convertible SS, hey, got some real pressure there. Yeah. Yeah. So like what your you know, what your horsepower, what your specs just looking like as far as, you know, you already said you got the six two in there, but uh what you looking like with the Chevelle, just as far as horsepower, you never really put it on the dyno or Yeah, we ran a dyno. I think it was like uh, uh five seventy two. At the uh, at the wheel, but like I said, I mean it, it does good. It, it pulls good. I mean, I did all the up to date great upgrades on it, so yeah. I mean, it do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, I mean obviously, like I said, you know, you got the interior done. You know, got your music and stuff like that. But you know, what's some of the uh, you know other? I guess you would say standout upgrades that you feel like you know you did to the car. Nah, uh, went the Coleon Forge. Um, 
that's a company uh, I just started dealing with. Yeah. But uh, just also my truck, you already know. But uh, Coleon Fords, they, they make some, some super forged wheels. I mean, they kind of really stepping on forge right now, but hey, they always in competition. So, but to me, Coleon was a more better distributor because I could really put my hands on these guys where I can go to Dallas and go straight to the to the place making the wheels. Yeah. On hand, other hand, with Forge Auto, who's going to California to check on some wheels? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they can send you anything. And guess what? That's just something you got to accept. But the people over in Dallas, man, they ain't one all the way around. They yeah. give you exactly what you want. And like with the process and stuff like that, as far as, you know what I'm saying, like you order them and stuff like, how, how did that process go for you as far as like, you know what I'm saying, I guess you'll say more on a custom side? Like, they do more custom wheel, mm-hmm. um, just like Rucci. Um, there's, there's a couple of companies out there now that really do the custom type deal where, you, you know, you can do the custom colors, you can do the face, you can do the button colors, uh, brush face, uh, back barrel paint. I mean, it's just so many two-tone, yeah. so many things you can do to a, to a wheel now. I mean, that is just, it's crazy, yeah. but, it, but it's real, you know? It ain't just something that you used to see, you draw up or see in a magazine. Yeah. They bring it to the streets now. Yeah. And like something, you know, me personally, I was amazed about was more so kind of the, uh, you know, the floating caps, because that was something, you know, you really, I feel like you really don't see, you know, no, you really don't see too many floating caps. They starting to come out a little bit now. Well, you start to see the floating caps um, more, more often now. But uh, it just really happened in the last, maybe the last year. Yeah. Where they just really start, um, just like on the duelist. I mean, you used to see American Force uh, guys riding around, but now they, they got forges, they got Coleon again, yeah, and they got the floating caps. They floating. They going down the road, just pretty just, much stand still in a sense. Just, slide. just like you say, yeah, they slide. Yeah, and I feel like you know that's a big thing. Like I say, and I feel like also you know celebrities have a big impact on kind of like rims and stuff. Because most of the time you hear rappers and stuff, you know they be talking about Fortiados. But obviously, like I say, you know with Rick Ross, I kind of we talked about the rims and stuff like that. You know, and then he, also just with him having his hands like in a lot of different things. You know, that just kind of, and he, I think he had it on like a, I forgot, I want to say like a Bell Out or something like that. Yeah. With the, with the red ones. Yeah. So, you know, that that was just, just kind of like something that stood out to me. But I feel like, what about, uh, what about like prices associated with them, you know, like, because obviously they, you know, they cost, obviously. Yeah, they do cost, but that's, that's all on the custom. Yeah. I mean, if you want some custom that everybody else don't have, you gotta pay for it, yeah. you know? And, and them guys know that, hey, we building a custom product that you're not gonna see just anywhere. So yeah. guess what? We, we gonna charge you a little bit to build them, but you gonna have what you want, you know? Yeah. And like, what about, uh, I guess just a price, like a price estimate, what's somebody looking at for a full set? You know, on a, I say some 20s, cause I feel like that's a kind of cheap. 20s, they usually start average at about, Five thousand. That's that's where the rims really start. Yeah, and that's really a two piece or either three piece. You know, it, it, it just varies depending on what the customer wants. 
And that's rim and tire or just rims? That's just rims. Yeah. That's just rims. And then you look at stern wheels, and then you got to look at the floating cap. So, I mean, all that plays in the part because who, who rides around with, with rims <laughs> and look inside and see that regular OEM stern wheel in there? Yeah. That, that, them guys have stepped it up now. Yeah. Especially in Florida, you know? Yeah, nah. So, like, <clears throat> What's the, you know, I feel like what's the, what's the biggest, you know, because I feel, like I say, obviously, I've been kind of around just seeing your, you know, evolution in rims and stuff like that. You know, at a point it was like swangers and then, you know. <laughs> swangers, swangers never go out of style. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to always get that Houston click where it's swangers and candy paint, you know, and it kind of trickled down to Louisiana where, you know, they ride them swingers. And swingers don't get old, man. Yeah. I mean, Texas Wild Wheel, they were shut down for a minute, but they they on point now. They they, they putting out the wheels again. But just the idea, you know, most time, catch these guys, if they ain't doing eight or better, poking, hey, you riding around on red. But they say, if you ain't, if you ain't poking, you, you gotta joking. be, yeah, you gotta be joking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that, that's, that's really understandable, but, uh, what about, you know, like, just as far as, like, even breaking down, you know, just the aspects of the car and stuff like that, even your evolution of just, I feel like music, in a sense, you know, it used to be kind of like, you know, such and such, 12s, 15s, now it's just more so kind of like for the, for the quality. That's it, most, most of the time now. I mean, a lot of people still do the, the, trunk, the trunk rattling. <laughs> but, uh, trunk rattling. <laughs> that's just, you know, that just depends on the, the person, yeah. you know? Young, the younger generation, they come out, you gonna hear them before they see, you see them, you know? Yeah. But when you get up, like me, you know, you just wanna roll your, your windows up, cut your air conditioning on, and guess what? Just listen to your music. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's, <laughs> that's understandable too. Like I said, cause I feel like, you know, a lot of stuff kinda come with age. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of stuff kinda come with age. Age and wisdom. Yeah. Cause most of the time, like I say, with that type of stuff, you know, it, it kind of is problems. It ain't like, you know, all the time you can just have music blasting loud, trunk rattling, ride by the police and possibly not get pulled over, you know? No, oh, they gonna pull you over and then give you a ticket at the end of the day. Yeah. So. So what's the, uh, what's the other thing we was talking about with the cars, like as far as, uh, you was telling me about the, about the school or the trade or something like that. Well, not really the trade, but more so the school like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, a lot of people not going to the uh, ceramic coat. That's what it was, ceramic coat. I was about to say plastic dip, but yeah. I knew it wasn't. Yeah. No, ceramic coat. I mean, the ceramic coat is, is knocking out as far as people used to, how they used to say about getting the wax. Yeah. I mean, they got a two-year ceramic coat, five, ten-year ceramic coat. I mean, and it's just a, a coat you put on your car. And most of the time you go out now, after you ceramic coat a car, you hit it with the water hose, guess what? And wipe it off with a rag and let it go. And it look like new money, yeah. for sure. So, I mean, that that's back to what we were saying before about the new age. I mean, that's something that just really kind of hit heavy. And it's, it's what it is, you know? I mean, if you ain't ceramic coated, you, you ain't staying, you ain't wet, yeah. you know? With the ceramic coat, is that most so kind of like the? I guess you would say it almost looked like a, like a clear, like a clear plastic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's more so kind of like an actual coat of like. It's it's a coat, 
coating they put on, but it's it's a gloss. And yeah. it, it keeps it look like just rolled up the showroom floor. Yeah. So, I mean, if somebody buy a new car, I would recommend hey, go ahead and get a ceramic coated. Yeah, was that something you know you personally looked into, not as far as doing, but as far as you know getting done? Yeah, I mean, really, because uh, it's something good. I mean, it's something you're really gonna put into to secure your uh, your vehicle. Uh, it's a good investment. And like what the you know what the prices uh, estimate you know the price is looking like on that ceramic coating. It, I think depending on where you go, um, goes anywhere from. 500 on up to two or three, you know, 3,000. Yeah. But that depends on the size of the vehicle also. Cause you know, the smaller the car, the less they're gonna charge, but the bigger the vehicle, the more they're gonna charge. Yeah. For sure. So I mean, that, that really don't sound like a you know, bad investment at all. No, it's really not. I mean, it, it pays off in the long run. At the end of the day, it pays off. And I was about to say, just thinking about the longevity of your car in general, it's like, you know, you, you plan on having some, you know, for your average, no five to six years, especially if you just getting it brand new or even, you know, used. If you plan on having your car that long, you know, I feel like that'd be a, a definitely a good investment. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong at the end of the day. Yeah. So, man, this is about to be one of my last questions, but uh, referring to, you know, like I said, cars again, you talked about, you know, your, your dream car as far as the old school car. Is it anything, you know, on the newer side that really just kind of stand out to you that, you know, you would be like, dang, I might, you know, I seen that, I might cop that? I don't know. I mean. Hellcat? No, I don't want no Hellcat, no. <laughs> if I would say my next car or another car that I would look at would be that new S550. Five, eight, the Mercedes, that's just. Hey, that, that's the mothership. I mean, I, you know, I used to do Cadillacs. Yeah. Cadillacs, they was clean. I ain't knocking Cadillacs. But when I get in that Mercedes, man, hey, you got the comfort, drivability, the, the seats. If you want to get a massage, you can get a massage in the seats. <laughs> you lay in that back seat, bro, you'll go to sleep up in that joker. So you don't, you don't consider that to be like more, but like almost in a sense like a, I guess you'd say like a Rolls Royce type of car, like something that you got to get chauffeured in, you know? Cause I mean, it's really not too many differences as far as that in the Maybach, you know? Yeah, it's not too too far from the Maybach, but uh, Maybach does have, you know, more accessories off the top. Yeah, but, just uh, a little, little plush pillow, little wine glass, yeah, you know, TVs I mean, in the back. TVs in the back. Other than that, I feel like, you know, that's majority, like I say, same leg room space. Oh yeah, I mean, you got the same leg room space, uh, Black seats recline. Black seats reclining. I mean, it's it's a mothership, yeah. you know. And then that just that just what Mercedes do. Yeah, Mercedes being they they build that car just for luxury. Just like you about to say, just for you. Yeah, just for luxury. <laughs> then it's still on top of that they got the horsepower. I mean, yeah. they they get up and go. Yeah, for to be a big car. But, but, yeah. but that's something you pretty much got to level up to. Huh? You can't just go hop, you know, can't just go hop into an S550, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to crawl before you walk. That's all I can say about that deal there. Yeah. You got to crawl before you walk. I mean, at the end of the day, ain't, ain't nothing where you can't do or, yeah. or can't touch, but just... 
just knowing his levels pretty much. Yeah, know your levels and, and work through work through and push through, you know. Yeah. You push through, you make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So man, before we wrap up, uh you got anything else you wanna tell the people just on anything, any type of knowledge, any type of, you know, ways to get started, I guess, or anything you got? One thing I could probably just tell everybody, especially younger people, hey, it's always a struggle, but guess what? You can push through. Would always say it makes you stronger for sure. Yeah. You know. So that's all I have to say. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for getting on here. Anytime. Yes, sir. Man, without further ado, man, like always, I enjoyed y'all tapping in, man. If you just if you're on YouTube, man, make sure you go like the video, subscribe to the page. But like I said, without further ado, man, peace. Mm -hmm.